What's up guys, this week on Anabolic Activities, me and Mark go over dieting, counting calories, building blocks of training, what you should focus on, why you're overcomplicating stuff. We also talk about recomping your body, focusing on building more lean muscle mass rather than hyper-focusing on something like stomach fat. So make sure you stick around to the end and comment down below your thoughts. Let us know what you think, how you feel about it, what you personally do, and yeah, I hope you enjoy the video. Uh, we saw like a huge transformation in a lot of people's physiques when they started to do CrossFit. I know people get kind of mad about people doing CrossFit workouts because they seem like totally random and just weird people jumping around and doing weird stuff. But especially for the females, when they were focused on performance in the gym, that's when their aesthetics got a lot better. So it's kind of a, it's a weird situation because a lot of times the people that chase aesthetics, they're trying to do so through like less food and more exercise, but less food and more exercise a lot of times is very hard to sustain and you end up, if you can just bear with me for a second, it's my opinion that most people don't need a diet. They need to learn how to not binge and they need to learn how to not go off the rails. If you simply, just imagine if you ate kind of normal. Just imagine if you ate three meals a day and they're all pretty normal, not bad and not good, just sort of normalish. You have a burrito, you have a sandwich, you have a pizza here and there. You have a hamburger here and there. You have a steak here and there. You have a regular normal person entree, an adult entree that has uh, meat on the plate and vegetables and so forth. You have normal meals. If you ate like that and you trained, how could you not be in shape? How could you not be in better shape than you are currently? Most people, most of the situations I see is people try to over diet. They overcomplicate it. They try to put up points on the scoreboard by going to the gym and doing fasted cardio. Three days later, their nose deep in some Ben and Jerry's again. So when you tend to focus on performance and you just think, I want to lift a little bit more weight or I want to execute those lifts with better form and technique, I'm going to eat to fuel my workouts. I'm going to eat to have performance enhancement. Uh, you're not trying to eat in a way that makes your workouts harder because that's what most people are doing when they calorie restrict calorie counting cunts is what I've called them over the years. <laughs> They're still in the same fucking category to me because counting calories doesn't work great, in my opinion. You could have your own opinion. You could say every bodybuilder does it that's on stage. I still think it's highly inaccurate. Just like I think when people talk about the wearables and how they don't track uh, output very well with calories. That's what Lane Norton says all the time, right? Our calorie input is just as horrible, if not worse, we have no idea. They burn something in a little box and that's how they try to track calories. Everything that you see on every single package of anything that you buy is a total and complete estimation. It's just a random estimation. It's an estimation of how they thought that energy burned inside the way that they were measuring it a long ass time ago. They don't, they don't measure the calories of every single food that comes out that's new. They probably haven't done that in decades. So you have no idea. One slice of bread could be totally different than another slice of bread. Measuring your calories, you know, people probably right now are thinking, well, how come it works? It works because you're keeping an eye on it, because you're being more realistic, 
you're um, being more rational with the amount of food that you consume. You're, you're ultimately, you are consuming less, so it does, it can work. But the calorie that's measured outside the body is nothing, not even close to being similar to what's consumed by the body and then what's utilized by the body. And each individual person utilizes that energy in a completely different way. So it's a massive, crazy thing to get yourself overly involved in and overly caught up with, especially in the beginning of your training career. Focus in on your performance. Try to get better at stuff. Have markers of things that you can, you can clearly see. In the beginning, if you're 22% body fat, you're not going to be able to see much of anything. It's going to take a while. You might see like a little tiny thing on your calf or a little you know, shoulder vein or something after some time, but it's going to take a while. Focus in on getting, you know, better form uh, with certain movements. And then maybe you recognize like, oh, now I'm curling the 30s instead of the 20s. Now I'm uh, doing incline dumbbell bench with the uh, 70s rather than the 50s and so on. Track your progress that way. When that progress goes up because you have increased your intensities and you're still keeping good form, most likely there'll be a good trans transformation of your body. What was you saying about calories? I don't You're saying count you don't really count them? I, my whole last entire last, or my last prep, the whole entire time, I didn't know what my calories were. I did carb cycling. So all I was focused on was the fluctuation of calories throughout the week. As long as I had less calories on my off days, more, cap, or more carbs on like my leg day, and then everything else was in moderation. I was fine. So I had a baseline, off days, just eat less. Hard training days, eat more. Just rotate that, and I got lean. I didn't fucking care about, oh, I had 10 extra carbs in this meal. I just prioritized training hard, and I knew that if I followed somewhat of a plan with some structure, it didn't have to be to the T, that my body would respond as long as I was consistent with it. In terms of uh, bodybuilding, like I'll explain a little bit why I think something like that makes a lot of sense is because carbs and fats are main energy sources and protein is more of a building block. Protein, as it is in bodybuilding and anybody looking to gain or sustain or hold on to muscle mass, it's always just stagnant for almost everybody. They have one gram per pound of body weight. Some people do one gram per pound of lean body weight. Some people do 1.25, but for the most part, it's your body weight in grams of protein-ish. And that number pretty much stays the same. You might hear a bodybuilder say, oh, I go up to 300 grams when it's you know, time for a show or something like that. Again, for the most part, it stays stagnant, stays the same all the time. Fat calories, people probably don't realize this, but fat calories stay about the same for a bodybuilder as well. It's very rare to have bodybuilders look like they're in shape and look really lean eating 200 grams of fat a day. So now we're talking about definitely under 150 grams and probably most bodybuilders are at 100 or lower. As somebody gets ready for a prep, it's really common for them to submarine their fat down. Now, if you're a natural bodybuilder, it might be a little different because you may have to really pay attention to your hormones, but the guys that are getting on stage, they don't have to worry about their hormones as much, so they submarine the fuck out of their fat calories. They might only have 30, 40 grams a day. A big, jacked, 250-pound guy might only have 30 to 40 grams of fat a day. That pretty much just leaves you now, now we're talking about carbohydrates. Yep. 
And that's why a lot of these guys say they have four or 500, 600 grams of carbohydrates, which if we were looking at like from a health standpoint, not that anyone cares about health, I don't think, because people are, you know, people are blasting a lot of stuff when they're getting ready for a stage. I kind of just have my own theory that I don't think burning carbohydrates is a great idea. I think that over time, I think that that can lead to negative health outcomes, even if you're, even if you're burning that fuel up. The reason why I say this, it's not, it's not extremely common, but I have seen it happen in, in the endurance world. A lot of those guys get way, way into carbs. Like they'll just eat, car like they'll just smash carbs all day. Not as much as a bodybuilder, but they'll smash carbs all day. They don't have the muscle tissue that a bodybuilder does, so someone could have that argument. But some of these guys end up with diabetes. And some of these guys end up with kidney and liver issues when they normally otherwise seem very, very healthy. And you're seeing the same thing in bodybuilding too. So I don't really think that bodybuilders need to go to 800 to 1,000 grams of carbs, but I've never been in their shoes. I've never even been fucking close to being anything looking like, or even imagining of looking like a pro bodybuilder. I just think it's, it's excessive. And I understand there's a lot of other hormones going on and there's insulin and there's other factors in there, but I, just as many of the bodybuilders said, they think they can do without as many sets, as many reps, as heavy weights, and they probably could've got the same results. I think if they were to look back on it, they probably could've got a lot done with a little less food even too, maybe a little less carbohydrate. Yep, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think fat is usually always pretty low. Uh, even high fat, or what would be considered high fat for like a bodybuilder is still pretty low. Um, yeah, on my low days, it to me it was high fat and it was 14 grams of fat per meal and five meals. And I don't know, I loved it, but yeah. I just fluctuate carbohydrates. I sprinkle fats in there a little bit. Protein is the base. It's the only nutrient that can, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the only nutrient that can rebuild, right? Or get you yeah. recover. Carbs kind of just make you full and give you energy. Protein's what's gonna really help you put muscle on and recover. So protein's usually fairly high. Unless I bump the carbs up, then I'll just even it out. But, yeah. I think, you know, just kind of more to the point of like, you know, I think what most people want is, they probably don't want to come on here and listen to this or that, and they probably don't want to argue this point or that point or necessarily, people already have their beliefs, so I'm not trying to change any of your beliefs. What I'm more into is I'm more into trying to help you. So when I think about how can this help, the way that this is gonna help you is that you need to have your protein in check and you have your protein in place. And it doesn't come from just protein shakes. Protein shake here and there is great. They can taste good, they're super convenient. It's a fast way to get your protein in. But you need to eat food. When I think about the way that people eat, the problem with a lot of the ways that people eat, my mother-in-law who's 75, uh, or even my own children, what they do is they take up real estate in their stomach for otherwise healthier uh, foods. 
So when somebody has a normalish meal, if it's normal, like what's, no, what's normal to him and I is like we're, we're just totally different at this point, but this should be your new norm if you want to be fucking jacked. Your new norm should be to have chicken when you wake up or have steak when you wake up or have eggs when you wake up. The time of day and the types of food you eat should have nothing to do with each other. As a bodybuilder, you don't have like regular breakfast anymore. Maybe some bodybuilders wake up and they have their oatmeal, but in-season bodybuilders, guys that are going to get on the stage, you know what they eat the first thing in the morning? Probably fucking tilapia, yep. <laughs> some sort of fish, because they don't care because it's, it's part of... It's part of the routine. You don't have to make everything that you eat fucking suck. You don't have to make everything you eat miserable. But when you eat a muffin or you eat a bagel, a bagel with cream cheese on it is the same goddamn thing as eating a donut. It's the same thing as eating a donut. It's the same fucking thing as eating a donut. It's fat and carbohydrates. Don't eat shit like that. Because not only is it a negative in terms of the amount of sugar or the amount of carbs or the amount of fats that you're taking in, the amount of calories, it's not super filling. It's also taking up room and taking up space for a meal that you could have had that could promote what you've been doing in the gym, the time you've been spending in the gym. So pe people are protein deficient and they'll say, oh man, I can't eat that much. And it's like, well, if you took out that other bullshit, you could very easily get at least close to a gram of protein per pound of body weight. So for most people, it's a, you don't have to shift your mindset. You don't have to believe what I believe or believe in what he believes. But you will have to follow these rules to some extent in some way because this is the way that it works. There's no other way that it works. I remember when I was bodybuilding and I was getting help from uh, Hani Rambad. Oh, yeah. And I asked him a question and he said, nope. <laughs> I asked him another question. He's like, nope. He's like, just do what I said. You know, this is, he's like, this is the way that this works. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just do what you said. Now there are different diets. There's a keto diet and there's different ways to flirt around with different styles of meals. And you can utilize some intermittent fasting. We're, we're fans of all those things. Those are all things that can work great. Yep. You might have to shift around uh, for things to work out best for you. I personally am not a huge fan of eating a lot of carbohydrates. It's not because I don't respond to it well. It's just because I feel great without them. I don't feel like I necessarily need them. Would they make me a little bigger and would my workouts be better? If I was more conscious of having carbs uh, around a workout, yeah, I think they would. I just don't care about them that much. Yeah, I think it's pretty, I think food is pretty simple. I think you just need to have a stronger mindset going into it and not eat that shitty food. Uh, but to me, it's pretty simple. No matter what method I do, carb cycling, a regular baseline diet, it's all the same shit. It's carbs just and you i'm basically trying to say connect the dots here uh carbs are used for fuel so put those around the workout if you're trying to stay leaner why would you need carbs anywhere else just put it around the workout lower the fat everywhere else have some protein and fats because they keep you satiated so if you're having four meals morning protein fats before bed protein fats pre post workout protein and carbs but even like you said if some people aren't like trying to do bodybuilding and you respond better to fats then just figure out how to connect your own dots and then stick to it it's not that hard 
I would also say too, like again, we were talking earlier about, you know, uh, kind of like where, almost where to spend your time and yep. what to worry about and focus on. Don't like, you know, don't just be like, oh man, I got like Chubb here. I don't, I don't think the focus should be here. I think the focus should be up higher. I think the focus should be here. Yeah. Focus here, here, here. Focus on bringing some of this shit up. Focus on having some legs. Like people don't ever have any legs. Focus on having some fucking, yep. some, some legs going on. Like I haven't even, re- I don't even really train my legs anymore. They're just like that from running and obviously the years of lifting, but yep. get some good training in uh, for your muscles and try to build your muscles up and try to be stronger. If you're concentrated on this all the time, it, you can get stronger, but you're most likely going to get weaker first. Strength is never a weakness. Weakness is never strength. The reason that message exists and the reason it's so powerful is that people, uh, they lose muscle mass because they're no longer sending a signal of strength to their body any longer. And for you young guys that are just starting with lifting, it's not that you're no longer sending a signal of strength. You're still young, still moving around, still doing a lot of shit. But I'm telling you right now, you'll get more from your workouts, you'll get more from everything. If you're not as worried about being fat, what's making you fat and all those things, hone in and try to focus in on muscle. Now, having said that, don't be like one of these guys that thinks you need to eat every two hours in order to have fuel for the gym. That's like, that's ridiculous. You should not be that way either. It shouldn't be like, oh man, I don't have my Rice Krispie treat with me or whatever, I can't lift. Yeah. You have fuel on your body. We already know that, you know, you have extra, extra chub and you'll need to be able to figure out how to liberate that. But one way you'll be able to get that fat off your body is to start to really back off on your carbohydrates. In my opinion, this is the best way to do it. If you can teach your body, I know this is bro science, but if you can teach your body that we're not going to be giving you excess all the time. And you're not going to have just uh, constantly high uh, blood sugar levels and that the insulin isn't going to get spiked all the time. It's only going to happen mainly around the workouts for a little extra bump and for maybe a little extra recovery. You teach your body that you become more efficient at utilizing carbohydrates and fats. In my opinion, it's just, again, this is like, it's not science science, but it's a flexible metabolism. In my opinion, I, I don't think, I think there's a lot of people, that do have a harder time burning body fat, even when they're on a diet, because their system isn't trained to do so. Got to kind of train the system to do so. Yep. So that's, that's all opinion. That's all just like my personal opinion and my personal feel on the situation. And it's not necessarily like baked into some uh, scientific study that I read. Yep, nope. I don't listen to any of the studies. I'm sure some of them are beneficial, but it's not rocket science. It's super simple. I think it's, yeah. I think you know what you shouldn't eat. You know kind of what good foods are. How long did you power lift for? Mm, two years. And in that time, like, do you think that's a, you think that was really important in how you look now? Huh. I want to say, I want to say no. But then if I look deeper into it, I'm like, shit, I got, I set, I, I set 
a really good solid base of strength mm -hmm. up for myself, which I didn't really get that jacked, but I did get really strong. And then when I went into bodybuilding, I was able to push a lot more weight and then learn how to actually use the weight properly with the strength base, strength base. And then that led to me getting pretty big pretty quick. So I don't know. Were you a little freer with your nutrition when you were doing it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the second year towards the end is when I started carb cycling with Smokey. But the first, oh God, the first year and a half, I literally just, I would work all day. I wouldn't eat because I didn't like how eating all the time made me feel. So I'd fast all day till like five. Hmm. And then I'd, I'd even train fasted. I'd just drink a bunch of caffeine which isn't the healthiest. And then I'd get home and eat one giant meal. And I still made tons of progress because I was consistent in doing that, but it wasn't the best way to go about it. Mm. I could have got a lot more out of my training and my physique probably if I just changed some things. But at the time, I, wasn't, I didn't care about necessarily being aesthetic or looking a certain way. I just cared about doing the weight that was prescribed to me that day, getting it done, going home and eating whatever the hell I want. Mm. That's what I did. I had a great time doing it. It was fun while it lasted, but I still made tons of progress because I kept certain things in place. My sleep was still really good. Mm. My water intake was super high. I was always hydrated. Um, Were you still getting enough protein and stuff like that, you think? Yeah, I was still eating. The meal I had would have still had everything. a lot of protein. Yeah. It'd just be after that, it would almost be like a, a binge, mm -hmm. which would be I'd eat my meal, if it was like steak and rice, it was usually like steak, rice, orange juice. And then after that, it'd be like cookies, fucking anything <laughs> I wanted. But I still felt, I mean, I still made progress. So I don't know. I would say that it taught me. you weren't me. focused in on like no. having a six pack or anything. No, not at all. But I still focused on squat, bench, deadlift and doing accessories that I would still say are like hypertrophy style stuff for bodybuilding. And I ended up growing all this. And I, what, I used to be focused on this because anytime I, I remember when I took, I still have my first. You can change your body way faster now than you oh, could. Yeah. I mean, I know that there's other differences too, but. Anabolics, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but even back then, I remember I took my first bodybuilding, not even bodybuilding, just check-ins. I sent them to my coach and all I could look at was my waist. It mm. was like my waist, I just had like, chub my shoulders were small my arms were small my chest was small so all i could look at was my fucking stomach and i didn't have that big legs big of legs but like mark was saying if you focus on the bigger things here that will soon go away because if you get bigger quad sweeps bigger shoulders guess what that does that makes your waist look smaller and you're not going to be as focused when you have cannonball delts and big ass legs. You're not going to be focused so much on this because it's not going to stand out to you as much. So. so much of this too is about feeling good. So oh, yeah. to get yourself to be able to bench 275 for the first time or 315 or even deadlift three plates or something like that, it's going to feel really good for you. Whereas like with your diet, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to feel good with your diet sometimes. Um, you're going to have like ups and downs and you're going to like mess up on your diet a lot, especially, especially if you're a fatty, you're going to have a lot of trouble. It's going to take a long time for, for almost everybody. It's going to take a long time to learn the dieting side of things. So 
I want to encourage you to focus in on building muscle, gaining strength, maybe even tracking some of the weights that you lift so that way you can, you can progress. I know he used to do that a lot. I used to do it a lot. Keep a journal, write things down, try to push the envelope on, uh, on certain lifts. But I just think that sometimes when you, when you hone in and focus too much on the fat, how much fat you have on your body, you're probably gonna leave yourself a little shallow when it comes to the amount of energy that you have in your system every day. And when you're shallow on that, it's gonna be hard. You can't make something out of nothing. It's gonna be very difficult for you to work out the way that you want to. You work out, you might be lightheaded. You'll go to do your, you'll go to do the weights you did last week. You might shake a lot when you're lifting the weight. It's just very clear that something's off and something's not right. And so I kind of hate the message of like telling people to eat more food. It's not necessarily eat more food. It's make better choices with the right foods and eat more of those. Eat more of the correct foods. For those of you that struggle with diet and not sure where to go or where to turn, you want to look at Stan Efferding's vertical diet. I think it's a great place for most people to start. I would say it's a little carb heavy. I think people... People that are trying to lose body fat, if they're going to eat some carbohydrates, I would have them, as Kenny was saying, around the workout. So some carbohydrates, maybe once or twice a day. Once a day on off days, twice a day on training days. Sounds like totally reasonable. It's hard to sit here and, and, and drill this into you and explain. You know, I, I wrote a book years ago called The War on Carbs, and I'm in the middle of making another War on, War on Carbs Part 2. And I just feel that that book was right. Like sometimes I go back and forth and I'm like, man, should I really call it that? Because is it really a war on carbs or is it a war on processed food? Or um, The war isn't necessarily just against processed foods because we have a lot of processed stuff like um, Quest bars and legendary uh, bars and all different protein shakes and protein bars and different things that are out there. People are talking a lot about AG1 and people are talking about vitamin K and vitamin D and all these things are ultra processed and they're great for us because they're, well, at least I think they're great for us. There are advances in technology. So not all advances in technology, just like social media, not all of them are bad. Not everything about it's bad. There's a lot of positives to it as well. So the war isn't even necessarily against ultra processed or highly processed foods. The war, I was correct in calling it the war on carbs, but it's not just carbs. It's a combination usually of carbohydrates and fats or carbohydrates, fats, and salts. Something sweet, something fatty, something salt, salty. And that's where we end up with pizza and ice cream, and we end up with all these delicious treats that, make it, <laughs> that can make it more difficult to diet. But as I've said many times before, you could sit there and complain and say, oh man, it's so easy to eat bad nowadays. It's easier than ever to eat good here in the United States. It's easier than ever to all the crap that you can order off of DoorDash, all the junk that you can order off of DoorDash, there is maybe not an equal amount of healthy th options, but I could go through every single menu from every single place you order from and find you a better option. You can eat awesome at McDonald's. You can eat awesome at In-N-Out. You can eat awesome at fucking Wendy's, Denny's, Bob Evans, uh, Waffle House. You can eat awesome just about anywhere. Almost every single place in the world serves like some sort of salad. They have eggs, they have chicken, 
every single place in the world, ha not in the world, every single place in the United States, every restaurant in the United States has some options where you can find healthier options. So as difficult as you might find it, the difficulty is not the food options. The difficulty is in here and in here. And the, your stomach, they used to call the stomach the second brain. I think the stomach's the first brain. I think it, run, I think it runs the whole fucking system. You get hungry enough, and if you're put in the right stressful environment and situation, you're probably gonna make the same poor decision you always make when it comes to your food. So that would be the other thing, is you need to figure out a way to keep this guy tame and to keep him calm. Don't shop when you're hungry is a great one. Just do an experiment. Shop one day when you're super hungry and see how much shit you end up, <laughs> you end up with so much crap in your cart that you don't need. So before you go to the grocery store and before you go to the restaurant and even before you order DoorDash, have a protein shake or eat a chicken breast or have a couple eggs or have a steak. Sounds counterintuitive, but I've been doing this for years. Before every single dinner that I go out, uh, whether it's with my wife or with my family, I always cook a meal before I go, every single time. My in-laws, they take forever to cook. We'll be over their house for hours. I don't know when we're gonna eat. Same thing, I always eat before I go over there. Cause I know, I know the drill, I know I'm gonna get hungry and then I'm gonna eat some bullshit that they cooked that I didn't really want to eat or that I shouldn't have eaten that wasn't like on my plan. You gotta figure out a way to stay ahead of all this. What's a good like first goal for somebody you think? Like, uh, how about like, uh, how? Or, or is it too hard to say like, you should try to get like a bicep vein? <laughs> uh, no, I think, uh, let's see. I think just, yeah, I guess you could focus on one thing. Maybe even just like trying to get better at like maybe some bodyweight exercises or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, maybe if you can't do pull-ups, maybe, you know, say I'm gonna build my back and my arms up to be able to be strong enough to do a bodyweight pull-up. Stuff like that I would focus on in the beginning. Um, I wanted bigger biceps, so mm. I focused on a whole muscle group to grow, but if it's something simple, That's I want- That's a good idea, bigger, bigger bicep, bigger chest. You know, yeah. take a fucking measurement. Yeah. And then pretty... listen to, you know, you listen to Stan Efferding and Mike Isretel and all the different people. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, fucking throw a workout together. Yeah. I, yeah, I would do something like something you enjoy. I wanted bigger arms to walk around at school in a tight t-shirt, so that's what I focused on, but I will say a medium. Yeah, I will say if you just focus on the bigger picture for the most part of I just want to get stronger. Usually everything improves when you just do like that. Don't over focus too much on one thing. Uh but you can, there's benefits to it. And then after find a new goal, but I would mm. say give it more of a broad, I want to get stronger or I just want to be more muscular. Mm -hmm. That's that's a pretty good goal right there. Pretty good start. That's really well said because if you're going to be more muscular, you're going to change your body fat percentage, even without losing any body fat. If you're more muscular by nature, you'll automatically alter that uh, body fat percentage. Yep. So focus on the right things. You know what to do, you know what not to do. Anabolic activities on YouTube and Instagram. Mark Smelly Bell on Instagram. Uh, stay anabolic until next time. We love everybody. Thank you for the support. Don't be catabolic. Don't be catabolic. Haters, thank you as well. Some of you in the last video did not like that I was shitting on science, but 
I'm a bro scientist. I'm still going to shit on it. Don't listen to those studies, anabolic activities. What's up, guys? Thank you for clicking on the podcast. Me and Mark went over science-based lifting, our opinions on it, how we feel about it. Uh, we kind of pushed back against you know a lot of the people that do things by the book and swear by that. This is a great time, great topics. Uh, make sure you stick around to the end because it gets pretty juicy. We are working out. We hit a little bit of push day. So if there's heavy breathing and grunting or a little bit of stuff you hear in the background, I apologize. Thank you for the love and support. So here's Anabolic Activities episode 27. Hope you guys enjoy it.